0: Before we get to this episode, a quick message. If you enjoy this episode, hit subscribe or follow us and leave us a review and rating on the platform you are listening on. We love to hear from our listeners. Pops in a pod. Pops in a pod.
1: Now that let's get this out of the way before we start our episode. How does it feel to actually be out in the open, not wearing a mask and everyone around you not wearing a mask? I think it's just force of habit
0: because every second band that I own has a cloth mask in the pocket. So I think eventually it's just there. Um, but yeah, it feels good because uh, now I don't have to you know, go down halfway the steps and then realize that, oh, I forgot my mask and run back up and, you know, quickly pick something out from the drawer and then go back running out. So that I think feels good because I think that's a very, very good sign of things going back to normal. So yeah. What about you, Peter?
1: Well, while I enjoy it, considering I don't like just like droplets of sweat and at this point, my mask just ends up being... My sweat, right? So I'm kind of happy not wearing it for at least most of the time. In some places, I am. But I think my son's less to get the message that we don't have to wear masks because, like, the moment we go out, he's like, Where's my mask? Where's your mask? Put on your mask. And we're like, Oh, God. Like, now it's going to be like unlearning for him. So as much as possible we are like keeping his mask around and plus he has this cute uh, Spider-Man mask so I don't think we're getting rid of his mask anytime soon.
0: Yeah, I mean considering school still has a policy for these kids to have the mask around so yeah, for kids I totally get it but I think my daughter just forgotten about it she's so excited to get out that she doesn't care mask no mask we have to remind her sometimes that hey listen you just might need your mask so yeah that that happens. But Peter Today, fun episode. We both love reading and uh, we just thought that let's do this great episode on on books and um, recommend our top three books.
1: Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think we don't need an excuse to talk about books because there's so much uh, that we're reading, whether it's physical books, the Kindle, PDFs, and all of that. But uh, this Saturday happens to be World Book and Copyright Day.
0: That's right. This Saturday, the 23rd, is World Book and Copyright Day by the United Nations Educational, Scientific and Cultural Organization. You would better know it as UNESCO. The reason why this day has been instituted is to promote reading, publishing, and of course, copyright.
1: Correct, Peter? And an interesting fact I found is that Actually, this day is also the death anniversary of William Shakespeare. Well, I I think (laughs) coincidence or not, I'm not sure. But yeah, I think that was a cool fact that I found out about this day. I did not know that.
0: That's very, very interesting.
1: Yeah. Now that we know what the day is all about, why don't we dive straight into it? So, And just to make life easier for both Nadir and me, we decided we'll look at three separate categories of books. One book for children one book for adults and also uh, some of you may remember the Parag Institute uh, that we did an episode with earlier this year. They came out with an honors list. So we decided to pick one book from there. So let's dive straight into it. Nadir, why don't you kick things off with your first recommendation? Thanks, Peter. So the first
0: book which is in the kids section and this is such an amazing book it was gifted to my daughter by uh, a friend of ours who is also a very very voracious reader himself, and it's a gem of a book. It's called "Gender Swapped Fairy Tales." Right, let, let, let that sink in because I think people will sort of know where where I'm going with this. Um, but the title in itself is pretty self-explanatory: "Gender Swapped Fairy Tales." This is by Carrie Franzman and Jonathan Blackett. They are a couple. Um, Carrie is uh, a a comic artist and Jonathan is the writer, but he calls himself a creative technologist and he's a software developer. He writes code. He wrote an algorithm where the computer can figure out the gender in English and swap them. And when he started writing this book along with his wife, He fed the stories, right, all these fairy tales into his algorithm and um, the system basically swapped the genders. And that is how they have all these uh, fairy tales that we've um, grown up listening to. So you've you've definitely heard stories of, of, you know, Beauty and the Beast and Cinderella and, you know, Little Red Riding Hood, Hansel and Gretel. So these are the titles of the stories. Uh, I'll just read some of them out so that you understand what the book is all about. Um, instead of Beauty and the Beast, now you have Handsome and the Beast. Instead of Cinderella, Cinder or the Little Glass Slipper, then you have the sleeping handsome in the wood. Instead of Snow White, you have Snowdrop. Instead of Hansel and Gretel, you have Gretel and, and Hansel. <laughs> and it's just it's just amazing. I, I read this entire book in in one sitting and such fascinating things right um, where not only the main characters have been swapped but even the ancillary supporting characters have been have been swapped right so if you have uh, if you're reading uh, handsome and the beast you will you will realize that the father um is is the mother and she's a merchant and she has ships that were destroyed at sea and she and her entire family, uh, you know, become extremely poor. And it's just amazing. Even even the daughters actually take up the, the male role. So, they go out and, uh, you know, work in the fields and the sons sort of do all the housework um, and, you know, things that are associated uh, with, with uh, feminine work and it is it's just amazing right so from a from an overall structural standpoint nothing changes but it's interesting to read um these these uh characters where the genders have been have been swapped right um the most fascinating story that i've read in this book is um actually uh, rapunzel where the the
1: yeah, I was actually wondering that.
0: <laughs> yeah, so in Rapunzel, it wasn't the princess that was abducted, right? It was the prince that was abducted and the prince grows his beard really long and that's how you know, the <laughs> the the wizard, I mean in, in the other one, it was the witch or the old lady, but you have the old man who sort of climbs up and then you have the princess coming in who rescues Rapunzel and, and it's just awesome, you know? It's It's like completely gives you a different perspective. I think the overall message is that you want to show girls who can do uh, typically um, male uh, work right and in today's day and age obviously uh, they can and most importantly they want to show boys in a very um, not not show in a very vulnerable but they want to uh, portray the fact that even boys have a very vulnerable side and i think it's just very fascinating i would highly highly recommend this book to people um, especially who are reading uh, fairy tales to their kids and just give it a try. I think, I think it'll, be, it'll be a fantastic addition to your bookshelf. Peter, what book do you have for us?
1: The book I have chosen is actually in, by an Indian author and it's by the team that publishes the Menstopedia comic. And um, we spoke to one of the co-founders of Menstopedia uh, Rajat Mittal, uh, sometime last year. But they have come out with a book called Gulu. And this is a comic book, again, about a boy that's going through puberty. Now, it's, again, very easy to read because it's a comic book. You're going through a story and it's about the boy Gulu and the various questions that he has because he's, I think, around nine or ten, if I'm not mistaken. And, you know, basically the whole premise of the book is, Gulu has now grown older. He's meeting his older cousin who's a doctor and is being told about the changes that are going to happen in his body, right? And when I was thinking about it, that's such a great way to introduce the topic of puberty uh, to men or young boys, really, because when I was thinking about the cultural aspect of it, puberty is not something that's an easy conversation, right? and. A lot of times when I was looking in my own experience also, there are so many myths and misconceptions that you come across uh, about you know growing up and especially it's at a time where you're not sure right about what exactly is happening. So I feel it's really important that you know it comes from a source that's reliable and at least this book I feel or this comic book I feel becomes a great way for parents to introduce, you know, the topic of puberty to their kids, have a conversation. I'm sure boys will have uh, 101 questions beyond this also. So I feel this is a great kind of conversation starter and something that they can go back to and revisit also, right? Because there's always going to be questions that you will keep coming up with. And one thing that's really nice also that they've consulted with a doctor on this. So it's all like, you know, medical facts in there, not just like something... That you heard from a friend of a friend or her say, uh, kind of thing. So, yeah, I would highly recommend uh, you know "Gulu" by the Mensaedia team for anyone who has uh, young men in their house or growing up, right? Because definitely, it's something that you could use.
0: Very, very interesting book, uh, Peter. I think it's a great recommendation. This is something that even I would like to read. Uh, you know, irrespective. Um, that I, I have a I have a little girl because when we were when we were growing up, uh, especially in the Indian society, it's uh, so common to, you know, shush your kids, uh, especially when they're going through such uh, massive bodily changes, right? So, I think today's generation are so well prepared with the information going um, out there. It's great that somebody actually took the pain to write a book. So. That it sort of just eases in, right? Especially for parents. So I'm, I'm really, I'm really glad that there is somebody out there who's done this.
1: Yeah, I think everyone should definitely read it. Now, what's your next recommendation? And this time we're switching over to adults' books.
0: So, Peter, my next recommendation in the adult um, section is "Humankind: A Hopeful History" by the Dutch author. Uh, Rutger Bergman, right? Very, very interesting book. In fact, uh, I've been reading a lot of non-fiction books lately um, because you just get so much perspective, right? It's it's like real-life perspective. I, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love my uh, fiction diet as well. But uh, there's something about these non-fiction books that give you uh, a window into other countries and... Um, other societies and other cultures and I I really like that and this is one such book which is basically trying to tell you that humans are not all that bad as we have been um, sort of told via different medias. Um, The media has this habit of sort of zooming in on the bad things but when you actually zoom out, humans are not demons and Um, Despite of all the wars and everything that has happened, they keep, as in the book, keeps referring to multiple experiments where they actually show that as humans, we actually gravitate towards the good and not towards the bad. And it's just very, very fascinating throughout because this is the central theme of the book where it's where the author is trying so hard to convince us that humans are not bad, like they're just not bad, right? Uh, overall evolution has taught us so many things but um, more than that there are a couple of chapters that he has specifically dedicated to kids and and children and that's what really got my attention so in one of the chapters he's consistently talking about the fact that how back in the day right outdoors being outdoors was such a big thing playing was was such a massive massive opportunity for kids to do things and I just found that so fascinating like today also uh, considering we are in the you know the screen age uh, this this really hit home for me when he kept talking about the fact that it's the outdoors that has completely uh, you know ruined everything um or rather the lack of outdoors that has ruined uh, everything for for the kids.
1: I was just wondering, I was like, (laughs) wait, what what was his point? Outdoors, uh, the lack of outdoors, well, that's Bombay City. We've discussed
0: this quite a bit. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I'm saying, right? That no matter how much we try and avoid this conversation, it just keeps coming in in fact we did this entire conversation with Adwait in one of our episodes about you know the space and kids and it, it immediately took me to that that episode and it's just amazing there's so much data there's so much insights he he talks about the multiple experiments done in multiple countries trying to prove certain things he picked up the the two major wars world war one and world war two and he tried you know saying that listen humans aren't bad overall and amazing book i i took my time i really invested in this book and i'm going to read it again for sure who knows maybe next year maybe this year itself so yeah great great read i highly highly recommend it
1: so wait what's the basis for his thing about people like so he says media is the one that's only focusing on bad things and uh that's the reason why uh we hear more about it or we focus more about it. So the role is primarily basing it on the role of media.
0: Absolutely. So what he's trying to say is that, well, media can't be boring, right? So they will obviously um, pick up stories that are more exciting to read that is centered around a conflict. And that's exciting for people. And so we have a very skewed version of our own species. And we just assume that, you know in I'll give you the world War example um when the after the world war when when they interviewed the German soldiers um to find out that why were they so passionate about the war, it had nothing to do with being a Nazi it it had all to do with friendship. The only reason that they took to the war is because their friends were fighting for a common cause, and they said, if our friends are fighting, then I want to be there for my friend and it was just this huge whole you know sentiment of friendship and I was like wow that's crazy who would have believed that right so but the media obviously chose to show you a very different side of it and nobody would have seen this side so it's very fascinating how he gives us a completely different perspective
1: yeah I mean that also makes me feel glad that I stopped reading the news like a couple of years ago so yeah I totally agree with what he's talking about
0: so, Peter, what's on your recommendation list for the adult section?
1: My recommendation is Skillet It," Up Your Game. And it's by Ronnie Skruwala. Now, don't worry, Skillet It" has nothing to do with wars or fighting or conflicts or anything like that. And those of you who've been in the media industry in India would definitely be familiar with the name Ronnie Skruwala. But... Unlike entertainment or media that he's known for, uh, he's written a book, which I'm titling a handbook because it's not really uh, something that you read once. And it's on soft skills, as he puts it. I would say it's basically life lessons. And if you're wondering what these soft skills, life lessons are, the way I've categorized it, it's basically stuff that we're never taught in school, right? And I could completely relate to it because through my experience and now what I'm seeing with my son also, right? And I can actually see like there's a shift happening in education. But when I look back, it's primarily at my education, right? There were so many things that we use in our day-to-day life that we weren't really taught in school. I mean, yes, we talked about in the finance episodes, taxes and all of that, right? Or investments and stuff. But when I was thinking about it, like, especially since, you know, now that you and I both have worked in media uh, for quite some time, stuff like, you know, communication, storytelling, empathy, just like, how do you seek guidance? This is stuff that's not really taught in school. And it's not just Ronnie talking about, you know, his life and actual experiences. He's also got inputs from, you know, well-known business people like... Vani Kola, uh, Vijay Shekhar Sharma of Paytm. Uh, I'd really enjoyed it. And I think that, you know, it's not a book that you just read once and you put it back on your shelf. It's something that you can keep going back to and read. And it will always like appeal to you in there. The reason why it's in the adult section and I've put it in there is because this is for somebody who's, you know, in their mid twenties, but even someone in their thirties can easily read, right? Because, One thing we've realized, Nadir, uh, with the podcast is we've learned in the last few years just the importance of listening. And that was actually one of the things that Ronnie uh, wrote about. There's an entire chapter on the importance of listening. So uh, clearly, like, you know, it's important for anyone in their age. And it's not just somebody like, you know, who is in looking at furthering their career. But just like, say, if you want to be an entrepreneur, you just want to upgrade your life in terms of your career or personally also, right? I think a lot of this can definitely uh, feel relatable to many people. So I would definitely say that this is a must-read for somebody who identifies as being a lifelong learner.
0: I definitely will pick it up. Uh, I mean, you you got me at... Things not being taught in school, life skills, um, so important. We speak about it on a regular basis. And the second bit was the listening aspect. I think the newer generation just don't want to listen. And I I think we also sort of are part of it. And the whole point of a podcast is so that we don't talk, but we also listen, right? That's the most important tool when it comes to podcasting, that listen to your guests. Um, So, yeah, I, I think great lessons and... Mr. Screwwala, I mean, he's he's a great businessman. He's he's developed so many things, and then he sold his business um, so many times. So, yeah, I mean, coming from him, I'm I'm sure he he's here to, um, you know, highlight those life lessons. So, yeah, great, great find, Peter, and great recommendation.
1: All right, so those were our first two recommendations, which were in the kids section and the second being in the adult section. Now moving back into uh, the kids section actually and these were books that were recommended to us. There's a huge long list of them actually as part of the Parag honors list but Nader and I picked two of them. So Nader, which one did you pick from the long list of the Parag honors list?
0: The book from the Parag's honor list that I shows. And it just it just popped out, right? Uh, the title is Have You Met the Parsis? And I was like, that's it. I'm <laughs> so going to pick this up. And it turns out that it's it's like a, a comic book in a way. Uh, it reads like a very sweet manual, right? Uh, it, it talks about who the Parsis are and where they came from and their culture and their tradition and the practices and their uh, certain terms that they use like Navros and Navjot and uh, Toran. And, you know, it talks about everything, right, from what they wear to what they eat and how they celebrate the festivals to even the most popular Parsis like, well, Fred, Freddie Mercury to Mr. Tata and his entire legacy family um, and various other popular um Personalities in there, and it's just it's just such a sweet book. And I have this I have this long-standing connection with the Parsis. Um, I think right from my granddad's uh, days, where most of his important clients were Parsis. And uh, there's there's a strange magnetism when it comes to Parsis and me. No matter where I go in my personal or my professional life, I'm always surrounded by a few Parsis. Um, in fact, my, my colleague, and I'm going to call him out, Sheroy Mistri has been with me for like six years and I kind of dedicate this book to him. So, so yeah, I mean, I just hope the tribe status of Parsis now increases and moves on to like population of the Parsis as we keep hearing it. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm sort of praying for that, that Parsis, you guys better like buck up.
1: Yeah, no, no pressure, Sheroy. just saying. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it, it's it's interesting that you say it, right? Because when you were talking about it, uh, I also have realized, and I think this is part of like living in Bombay, right? You're never, like while they say that, oh, the Parsis are few and the number is reducing and all that stuff, right? I'm quoting media, I'm not quoting actual people. But you'll always find in your offices like at least one or two Parsis, I had the distinction of having two Parsis in my class growing up in school. So it's far—it's not like far and few, as they say. There are quite a few of them. It's just, I guess you're in the wrong place. But uh, yeah, I, I think that's something that uh, everyone will really enjoy because I think they have a far more nuanced history and culture than you know you're giving them credit for, right? A lot of times you don't know about even their history. So I think definitely I'm going to check that book out.
0: Yeah, and it's it's a very sweet read. Uh, it's got these wonderful, uh, you know, colorful illustrations, and it, it's just it's just such a it's such a pleasure to read a book like that. And it this is something that you can most definitely use to introduce the Parsis and their culture to children because uh, it's it's very child friendly as well. So yeah, I mean you know. Kudos to Anastasia Damani to actually write this book. So I mean, it's 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 a great addition uh, once again to your to your bookshelf. Peter, what is your final
1: recommendation in the Parag Honor list? So the book that really stood out for me is when Adil speak words dance. This is by the author and illustrator Lavanya Karthik, and it's a sweet and sensitive story about inclusion and friendship which you know we've talked about this uh, on past episodes right so the main character of the book Adil he communicates through sign language which his friends you know interpret as dancing words and music within him which enables right so one thing I really like about the book is that it doesn't kind of glorify Adil or you know portray him as a child who cannot hear and stuff like that right because that's a conventional way of looking at children uh who have you know certain uh disabilities but one of the things is it kind of shows just how different Adil is from other children right I mean there are illustrations that play an enhancing role and I thought that's so nice because again as parents we struggle to kind of explain such things to our kids, right? I mean, I talked earlier about puberty. Can you, like, if puberty is hard, explaining, you know, children who have disabilities who are differently abled is much harder. So I think a book like this uh, is definitely something that helps and at least is a conversation starter, right? Because you can't just have a book be 100% uh, responsible for something that you should also be doing as a parent. So... That's my pick, which is When Adil Speaks Words Dance by the author and illustrator Lavanya Karthik. I, I genuinely,
0: um, you know, enjoyed the titles that Parag Honor List has. And they're just such lovely, lovely titles. And again, uh, all directed uh, towards children. So you, you come across these these gems that you would probably, you know, it doesn't hit you. Uh, so often in popular media, so I'm I'm glad that you know Peter, you've you've picked this spe- specific book, uh, and hopefully more and more people sort of take our recommendations, whether it's the Paragonalist or the other four books that that we did recommend, and uh, hopefully you know get their hands onto it because there's so many life lessons that you can learn from these books, and it's just it's just very fascinating that it can just change your perspective towards so many things.
1: Yeah, I mean, I just want to go back to something that you said uh, in the start, Nadir, that you you talked about how nonfiction books literally give you a view into other worlds, other cultures and things like that, right? And that's exactly how I was introduced to books growing up. I mean, it was basically my insight into, wow, in these schools abroad, they have lockers. They don't need to carry a bag with heavy books like us. Uh, Oh, they have a canteen where you can sit and get these, you know, mac and cheese and all these other kind of things. And for me, it was so fascinating just to know how different like school life is. And now as adults, as we're growing older, we're kind of getting, I mean, of course, we have the opportunity to travel and go abroad and you've got YouTube and things like that, right? But I'm going to use a very simple example, which I think, both you and I can relate but like all our listeners can relate is a book like Harry Potter right that was something that none of us as young people whether we were teenagers or adults at that time had ever encountered something like that right and that opened our minds to what it would be like with a game like Quidditch and all of those fancy things it really just opened our imaginations to it and I think that's a great example just of what other books should do, right? It should open your imagination, make you think. And yeah, that I think uh, that's why after all these years, I still so passionately talk about certain books and all because they've just had that impact on my life.
0: That's exactly what a book needs to do. It, it needs to change your life in some form or the other. And um, people who read will always stand by it and people who st- who, who don't read uh, we would really urge that uh, remove time I, we get it it's very you know we all lead busy lives but start with a short book start with a uh, a simple book but but start somewhere it it just takes you to a very different space and you will definitely learn something out of
1: it that kind of wraps up this episode uh, from both nader and me as always Keep in touch with us. Let us know what books you're reading yourselves, what books you're reading to your kids. You can get in touch with us at popsinapod at gmail.com.
0: Or you can just search for Pops in a Pod on Facebook or Instagram. And we are there. We're putting up a lot of interesting content. And uh, yeah, if you like us, then please follow us. Uh, share our stuff and introduce us to new interesting people who knows we might just call them on the show and they could be our next guest so until next time here's peter pop and this is another pop see you guys after two weeks